Welcome, my friends, to the Holy Hour Podcast, the bi-weekly all-cure podcast, that is. I'm Gavin, and uh, what do you know? I'm joined by Donald. How's it going over there? I know we're bi-weekly, but I'm more like poly. Yeah, you taking it there these days? That's what all the kids are doing, right? (laughs) I guess. Well, who even knows with the way these are cranking out? Maybe we'll be... (laughs) We'll all be changing what our labels are by the end. Dude, I'm really not doing any of the podcasts, man. I swear. Uh, Uh. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Right out of the gate, I got to (laughs) say, if you read the title of this podcast, you know uh, that it's going to be focused on Austin City Limits and my uh, um, trip there. I, I tried to say it in the last episode that I was going to see the cure at Austin City Limits weekend two. And, um, yeah, I got to thank Donald right off the bat for talking with me tonight. I'm one day back here in North Carolina from my trip. I did record while I was at at the hotels at uh, Austin City Limits, but I was listening back to them today. I might have been able to piece something together, but they're pretty weird. It got, like, really... um, I, I felt like maybe I was a little more coherent than I thought I was not going to be. and uh, <laughs> But it, everything's really slow. <laughs> it was just a... Were you hoping to be more uh, less coherent? I don't know. I think I was... <laughs> no, I wanted to be coherent, but at the same time, I felt like the energy wasn't there because I had absolutely no energy at the times that I did it. So, like, the first... Yeah. The pre-part that I did um was after all the stupid traveling that I'll get into for later but um but it was just like everything I was saying was like really so and it was like an air conditioned thing I couldn't quite get it to shut up as much as I wanted to I was like trying to turn it off and it's still going like in the back <laughs> so, so I was exhausted I was definitely sensory overload by after the show I was excited and pumped up still but totally, it was like man. a long fucking night but like I was just like uh uh and then uh so everything was like out to order and shit you know so i was like ah man so i think i even maybe cried a little bit by the end i got into like (laughs) like fucking pictures of you so maybe if that's funny still i'll still tack that on the end of this episode but uh oh my boys pushed uh pushed raw yeah it was too much so (laughs) i figured it was best to uh just kind of regroup back here and bounce the story off of you because like we were saying before we called i was probably just gonna call and Give you this whole fucking rundown anyway. Let's save some time. Hit record, <laughs> and then that... dude, I'll totally be your hotel room AC. <laughs> okay, thank you. I'll be that loud buzz in the background. Yeah, yeah try to. Like... <laughs> so uh, I figured this would be the better route. I'll I'll save you this the the. the uh pain of having to hear this story twice (laughs) but um yeah it was a fucking amazing trip of course uh just on the top it was so fun and uh just such a once in a lifetime kind of thing to not only be able to pop in on them and see this show from this summer festivals tour that we've all heard so much about at this point but at the same time be totally hooked up with this uh premiere package version of it and uh yeah so uh i don't know where do we start i guess um where do you want to start i guess i'm i'm happy i'm still alive as far as being back (laughs) for some reason i haven't mind anytime i do like anything a big epic trip whether it be something like this or even just a fun family week that goes really well i just always have it in my head that i'm gonna die by the end of it 
I know it's super morbid, but like I feel like if it all goes bit. really well, it's like, bit. well, the only way this could be like a, the finale is clearly the plane's gonna crash at the end, and <laughs> and then it's never. Like you, you, you get hit by a car turning into your driveway. Yeah, for sure. And coming back home. And I'm like, sure that's just some shit I should bring up in therapy someday if I ever probably, dare to go. But, you know, so we'll, we'll save that for another time. But I'm happy to say I am alive. So uh, I'm glad you're alive. What else to do than to tell the tale now, right? So uh, I survived. Yeah. So uh, I guess going back to the start, we don't really talk much about personal shit on this podcast for a couple reasons <laughs> i guess one would be donald would clearly just make fun of me if i started going into some tale of why an old song brings up feelings because of the x or something <laughs> you'd be it's like the shut foundation the of our podcast <laughs> no nah. uh second one is that i'm a fairly private person and don't want to be weirding everybody out and thirdly it's a podcast about the care it's not really about our shit but with that in mind on this one i kind of have to to mention that uh, it all kind of falls back of my loving wife, KC. She's she a, can, she's a saint. Yeah, uh, kind of kind of not though. That's yeah, what she's a great. little devious saint. <laughs> 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 and for reasons you'll see here in a second. But uh, I guess the personal side of what I'm getting at is that in August she got laid off, and obviously if I'm dicking around with a cure podcast, I'm clearly not the breadwinner in this relationship. <laughs> so it was a pretty terrifying shock to the family we knew it was coming but it could have gone ugly real quick but uh she of course kept her cool because that's the kind of chick she is that's, and that's you and if she wasn't panicking then i wasn't gonna panic and uh it kind of just boiled down to what severance package she was gonna get and uh luckily you know she was pretty miserable at the job and it was good ultimately but um even better when we found out that they actually hooked her up with a good severance package and uh Short some KC shit, yeah. So she was able to work some magic, and they were fairly cool about it. And um, and hooked it up where basically it worked out to our mathematics. It probably would have been stretching it by the end, but we're thinking they would have something close to her salary till about January. Like, definitely by you know December, we'd be panicking if we didn't have something else coming in. So, with that in mind, um, Uh she being awesome, of course, landed a an awesome job pretty quick she's about three weeks in i'm happy to say so things are already getting back on track with her connections she made she's got a cool new job uh that she's adapting well to so that severance cash becomes bonus cash technically Uh of course any rational people would you know save it (laughs) you know because our cars are gonna die any day now or health problems that are probably gonna kick in or you know god forbid our child's child's college fund or anything like that but um like we said (laughs) kc is practical and very intelligent but she also loves a, a great surprise and uh she, while hanging out during this downtime, actually listened to our summer festivals wrap up episode, which maybe God, she must have been bored. <laughs> She's so I'm bored. Just <laughs> totally. I was like, "What? You listen to an episode? I think she's listened to like one other episode. I was like, "Yeah, I hear enough of that shit all the time. I don't need to hear you talking about the cure for two hours." But um, so yeah, she <laughs> somehow listened to it and and genuinely got moved by all the good people out there that contributed their stories of traveling the world and seeing the cure and and, and expressing their love for the cure and these festival shows and uh you know she really got wrapped up in it and i was like holy shit and um yeah so she you know occurred to her by the end she was like fuck this gavin should be doing this you know and uh so that severance money she was figuring 
you know, what better way in a way too to say fuck you to her old job was to have them finance a trip for me to go to <laughs> Austin and see the cure. So she knew that there was three shows left at that point, the two Austin ones and the one in Mexico. And again, her being smart and knowing me knew that I would, wouldn't last a night in Mexico by myself. So <laughs> which Austin one should we do? I've been to Austin. I know the way around a little bit, you know, and, uh, so that last one would be the last show of 2019 too. So bound have a little better kind chance. Of appropriate. Yeah. Some epic shit. Gavin sneaking in at the last second to get a cure show. So, uh, so she uh, got me a ticket for that last weekend show at Austin City Limits that was last weekend. And not only did she get me a ticket, of course, in KC fashion, she got me the Platinum Premier Pass Jeez. ticket, which I still don't really want to know the full number on, but it was that cheap. And uh, so not only am I going to the fucking show now, I'm going in like Puff Daddy fashion and... Uh, Normally totally despise the idea of even that kind of shit, you know, that kind of reinforces mm-hmm. some class system bullshit, even at the airport yeah. when they're like, premium gold members can stand in this line. Others. That's me. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, what? Like, just, <laughs> Look at me, laddie Just form a fucking line. Why can't we're all doing the same thing here? What's, what the fuck is I that? paid more for this. Thank you. Yeah. So it's like, there's a lot of like, ugh, feeling with that, but for once being on the end of the uh, platinum pass, sure, I'll fucking take this uh, angle for, for a cure show nonetheless. So. Like, this is kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the mixed feelings continue still, and I'll explain as we get there, but uh, <laughs> fucking magical. And, and, uh, I'll probably say it again Dope. at the end, but no matter what happened on this show, you know, just the fact that she would do that gesture was like already made it the most amazing trip you know anything could have fucking happened at that care show and i would have still just been so in awe that she would do something so awesome like that for me so i was definitely feeling like the fucking wonka kid or sweet yeah (laughs) you know i was just like Like someone's thinking about me yeah yeah (gasps) and caring about me you're lucky i am so I, i yeah just still can't even thank her enough i'm still in shock from the moment she handed me that envelope i'm like what you're I thought for sure it was like divorce papers or something. <laughs> Turns yeah. out it's a platinum <laughs> ticket to the cure. So but she'll make fun of you tomorrow and like, <laughs> oh yeah, totally. and you're like, eh. <laughs> she'll listen back to this and tell me I got all the details wrong or something. It's like that shit wouldn't last until January. What are you nuts? Were you even paying attention? <laughs> I was like, oh shit, bro. But uh, <laughs> so uh, it's good to have a partner that keeps you on your toes. Yeah, and you know, I'm not a a big traveler by myself. I think I've only ever flown somewhere Mm. once by myself, and it was technically a disaster, And uh, but it was, you know, I pulled it off, so I had one bit of confidence under myself. I've only flown one place ever by myself. Not a big flyer in general. We'll get into that, just of my fear of heights and shit. You know, it's pretty terrifying. I don't like it. Um, But, you know, you got to do what you got to do, especially when it comes to a a fucking cure show and covering some ground. I'm not going to drive to Austin, right? So so, time to get your big boy pants on and do it. So Bad boy pants. Yeah, bad boy. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, three-week buildup. I've been pacing around, fucking (laughs) can't sleep, hold a conversation. I can't concentrate on anything. So I was like, I just need to fucking do this. Let's go. So Friday, October 11th rolls around. And uh, I'm flying out 
Nah, I really don't want to bitch about flights. Uh, travel stress is just obvious and kind of stupid to bitch about, you know. It's, but but <laughs> every flight probably sucks. But since I don't fly very much, uh, I do have a timer set here. So I, I was gonna ask you if I'm allowed one minute to just give you the quick rundown of why my flights there and back sucked. And then do the bong it right now. Okay, then I can talk about fucking whatever. I don't care. <laughs> All right. So for the listeners out there, at least one minute, I'm gonna allow myself to uh, explain to you guys why I was so semi incoherent at the hotel when I was trying to talk. So and I practice reading this too. So I'm gonna actually read this so it's a little more fluid. All right, you ready? Uh huh. All right. You bong rip, I'll tell you why flights suck. So, every flight I had was fucking delayed, there and back. Four flights total. I was flying from Asheville to Orlando to Austin, which itself is stupid because I'm flying in the complete wrong fucking direction first, and then flying to Austin. Florida? Yeah, so Florida. (laughs) So anyway, it gets off to a rough start where my flight in Asheville is five hours late. Luckily, I was supposed to have a five-hour, five fucking hours late. I was Jesus. supposed to have a five-hour layover in Orlando, though, to Austin. You could just drive to fucking Austin at that point. <laughs> I probably could right? But, um, so it didn't matter in the end, but it was one of those delays, too, where they kept pushing it back an hour. So I didn't know. Like, I didn't even have food because I was like, well, it's going to come here in a minute, so I better not eat or order a cheeseburger or some shit at the bar. So I had a beer and, like, a bag of peanuts, and it lasted me from 7 a.m. till 8 p.m. But anyway. Jesus. Yeah, so it was really annoying. Um, it was stressful as hell uh, getting out there, and I didn't want to spoil this unimaginable gift from my wife and fuck up my chances to see the cure. On the way back, Honey, I passed out from ex- like no food. <laughs> yeah, or pass out, or, like I didn't make, it the or show, make a stupid eat. decision Jesus. trying to put it on there. But um, so yeah, then uh, basically the same shit on the way back, even. But I didn't really care because I saw the cure at that point, and I could die happy, so it didn't really matter. <laughs> but, uh, um, and I'm terrified of flying anyway. So the one good thing of it was that. When your flights are super delayed, you don't care about the fear of crashing or anything because I'm like, whatever. I don't care what happens to this plan. This plane, <laughs> just get me on the fucking thing. Right. I don't care what happens to it. So, uh, but eventually it all worked out. I just wish that the stress hadn't been in there. So that's my minute. Bam. I think that was technically a Ooh. minute and a half, but uh, I feel like two minutes. Well, not <laughs> closer to two, maybe. But uh, <laughs> I'll try not to bring up any more flight stuff until. One did one thing did happen at the end, so I'll bring that up. But uh, anyway, so I get the, <laughs> the fucking, plane landed. <laughs> the plane landed, and I didn't die. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Riveting. Riveting. Go on. All right, so I'm in Austin now. I'm I'm uh, uber heavy on this one, which was kind of a bad yeah. idea too, because I've listened to a dollop episode on the the dude that started Uber, which is pretty hilarious. Which uh, I recommend to anybody else out there. Dude's a dollops the shit, complete man. fuck nut. Yeah, so it was great to go through the whole history. Holy of, hour to dollop shout out. Yeah, great, up, great podcast of anybody. It's the best podcast. <laughs> and uh, you learn something too, even maybe. Funny motherfuckers. Yeah, it's a real good. Sheesh. So they had me all soured on Uber before I even got there, but <laughs> but uh, as they do, yeah. But it was a, it actually worked out great, even though it was like twenty bucks a pop. And uh, like I told you before I left, even I sold my mongoose BMX bike from nineteen eighty six. So uh, fucking sucker, man. Yeah, well, I wanted to get some cash. I felt bad if I had to like milk my wife's severance check for my uber fun too so i got 450 bucks and i actually do still have some left over so it's covered all my uber fares 
So I get to, to Texas and uh, I'm starving. Like I said, I didn't eat anything. So I, I, I Uber. You some of that mongoose money, man. Uh, yeah, well, I still did. I went to this Mexican place called Z Tejas, which I'm pretty sure is something dirty that I'm not sure what it translates to. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it was a fairly. Buttholes. Yeah, the buttholes. <laughs> but uh, um, it wasn't great, but at the time, it was the best day of food I ever ate. A little overpriced, maybe, but it was good. I had some kind of weird burrito at a giant margarita and it was right next to waterloo records which is a great record shop that i remembered enjoying last time i was out there so um did you find anything good i did um nothing that cure fans would probably be impressed by i got just some ucds they had really good cheap ucds i got i think that's the latest mogwai one because i like that when i had it like a download of it but didn't have a real copy um every country's son and uh yeah, yeah. So i like that one a lot i got that um I had a copy. Yeah, yeah, it was good. There's a little more going on in that one than the normal ones where there's a little more singing and stuff too. Um, I got Tracy Ann Campbell's album with that other dude. It's the the gal from uh, Camera Obscura put out an album. So it's not quite as good as Camera Obscura, but uh, pretty damn close. That came out in like 2018. And I got an old Dr. Dog one that I always had a copy of, but didn't have an official mm-hmm. copy so i got that i didn't really come through the vinyl because i didn't want to have to fly back <laughs> with a bunch of fucking records in us so i was like you want to be tempted with like how am i gonna do this yeah i gave it like the cure ones a quick look and made sure there wasn't anything that was like that i couldn't live without but luckily i wasn't gonna dig through every little crate you know so i was like whatever if i don't yeah. if i don't see it good it's not there you know no. <laughs> so that was pretty cool um so yeah i made it back Damn. and that was night one so um Day of the show, next day. It's uh, kind of chilly. A limo picked you limo up. Limo? No. With your VIP fucking <laughs> Nah, I still to get there. And... Nah, we'll get into the that, and you can start making fun of me in a minute. But uh, still had to get there on my own. I did eat. I segued to the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Almost. Like, uh, my my not-so-great Uber experience was this fucking dude. I was like, all right. Let's... Picked you up on your mongoose that you sold. Yeah, well, he got me late. <laughs> like, get on the handlebars. I'll take you. <laughs> I can tell by the map. You know, I didn't even live there. I was like, this seems like kind of the opposite side of the giant fucking park that's closed off. And he's like, do not go yeah. let me through here, man. <laughs> he just like dumped me in the middle of the fucking road. I was like, all right, man, cool. It's like you have to tell them like, no, just drop me off. Yeah. And I was kind of fine with it. But at the same time, I was like, it could have got a little fucking like not closer even, but at least in the right direction i was basically cutting through the woods to get there and <laughs> i was like okay yeah. but uh so that was funny but um i mean ubers are kind of whack when it gets to like crazy festival shit. kind of yeah. things or like there it's, it's always like i always just like walk blocks and blocks away yeah just to a- get like a fucking like an uber that just picks you up like a fucking gentleman yeah like and that was kind of fine with i'm it, not standing in a fucking line for that shit and they're like <laughs> And they're always so confused because yeah. it's so confusing. And it's like, and they're like looking for you for advice. And you're like, yeah, I don't know, man. You're <laughs> yeah. the fucking driver, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was the part that hurt was like, he was kind of oblivious. Like, but then he was like, last Austin City Limits, I got a ticket when I pulled in there. 
was like, we've done this before then, man? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> but uh, really doesn't show. Yeah. Nah, so, you, you know, kind of like, I had sympathy in the sense I didn't want him pulled into a place that would be like impossible for him to get out of and then get like stuck there for like 20 minutes. So I was like, I'm all right. I wasn't on a tight schedule, but at the same time, it was a little annoying. But uh, so I get there. It's chilly, which is only weird because uh, the weekend before, everybody was like sweating their asses off, said, oh, God, it's like the worst heat, you know, and when when is it gonna be october and all that shit so uh luckily i brought a hoodie but um you know people were freezing their nuts off there's so many like poor like kids like walking around half naked in their like best skimpy outfit they're just like this is a horrible idea (laughs) (laughs) hoochie girls walking around in their underwear practically like freezing to death but this mesh uh, <laughs> yeah, romper not, was really a bad idea. Cut off right she- jeans that are going up my ass are just like not a good idea. <laughs> but, uh, you save that for home. Yeah, uh, that's <laughs> when I wear them. I don't know what. I have to prance around in it. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so the, the platinum thing was fucking crazy from the get go. Pretty much, so, like the huge. That's what I want to know about. Huge man. line, get lit. Like right as I'm walking up, like to that part where like a festival line to get in is like stopped. Like right as but I got there, pretty much there was that a, shit. there was like a little side door. And I see this little like platinum entry and they open it up. Now like, come on in through here. And I'm like, oh, don't mind if I do. And I was like, ooh, first feeling of like, oh, that's kind of dirty, but okay, cool. You're just <laughs> apologizing to everyone in the oh, line. Yeah, like, I'm, sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm really not a VIP oh, person. Yeah, I'm they're sorry, like, are you but... sure you, this is your badge? You are way too apologetic for this. <laughs> <laughs> You're not worthy. You're not You're fitting in, man. I was like, oh, shit. Fucking empathy. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, they put me on a golf cart and they're like, where do you want to? go and i was like shut up to the lounge i guess because it was like the platinum God. lounge which i knew they had did you have a drink in your hand and not yet cart? they wouldn't let you drink what? on the golf carts but they pulled me to the lounge and is like, that the next level up package where you get to have a drink on the golf nah, cart? I, don't, I think legally <laughs> they just couldn't do that so they couldn't take it that far Psh. But they made up for it. As soon as I got into the lounge, they're like, <laughs> here, man, free drinks. So I had a mimosa before I could even knew where the fuck I was. Really, so I'm standing around. They had like a swag bag ready for me. So I was like, oh, cool. What's this? It was like a bag with a blanket in it and a cup, which is like. It's cold out. You'll need it. <laughs> it's really nice and sweet, but I'm like flying on the cheap and shit. The last thing I did is like, oh, great. Now I got a whole other bag I have to take on the airline and like a fucking cup. Oh, you poor to... VIP boy. Yeah, I'm you know, sorry. What the Are fuck? you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> got this blanket I can't resell. <laughs> so they gave us lockers. So that was I'm cool. too warm. So I was like, well, I'll just put them in this locker that they gave me. So, <laughs> so I got a locker and then it was weird. I started noticing like the whole like platinum area was like kind of like barricaded out. They had us like quarantined almost and it was just like people like sitting around on couches and like Sounds getting, like you're in a locker room. Getting massages. Like- <laughs> yeah, they had like little stores where you can Benches. buy. Yeah, like there's like just like these pull out like these nice couches. People were just sitting around fires and shit. And I'm like. This is all fun Damn. at all, but like, where's the fucking festival? And I like couldn't even get out of it at first. I was like, they had all these like emergency exits. I like finally, you can't leave. Yeah, I was finally like, can I go to the actual festival? And the dude's like, yeah, man, just go through that little crack in the wall. I'm like, okay, cool. And I like snuck out through there and 
just felt awkward. So I should have taken the golf cart to the next stage, but I was out in the wild at that point and just started walking around a lot. Slumming it. Yeah, I'm slumming sorry. it with the, with the plebeians <laughs> out there. <laughs> so, uh, first band. So I'll give you a quick rundown on some bands. I saw Aqua Dolls. You ever heard them? I've heard the name, but yeah. never like never the sound. Yeah, like a three-piece girl rock, very L.A. young band. Um, I'd heard some of their shit in advance, just like scoping bands out. It sounded kind of cool, just like whatever, fun, punky stuff, you know, like girl singer. But uh, yeah. got there, and it was kind of like, eh. The first thing was cool where, once again, I got a glimpse of the platinum closed-off area in front of the stage. We had our own little, like, section with, like, a dude with, like, a giant tub of beers just handing them to people. So I was like... That's some VIP shit. Yeah, that was like where I was like, ah, oh, now I'd pay it all an makes extra sense. grand for just like someone like anytime I turned around, there was the beer in the hand. I'm like, yup. <laughs> totally, it was just like I was like, all <laughs> right. right. So I'm like watching this band, and I was like, all right. And right off the bat, it was kind of disappointing. They're very like uh, just kind of dumb and like cutesy girls, but like trying to be badass and like just it was like very hot topics commercial kind of thing, you know. I was like Jeez. I was like yeah, they made the Donnas, remember the Donnas? Yeah. Remember they made them look like the actual fucking Ramones basically. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> they made them look legit. Yeah. I was just like, wow, this is just it was all right for like two songs, but then like the banter really killed me. It was like something all the she was like this is a song about throwing up in a car with a rich guy. Boys are stupid. One, two, three. I was just like, what the fuck? And I was like, all right, later. So I was like, chucked my free beard. Just said, let's move on. But yes, yeah, so it was pretty dumb. I would have sat through more. I watched. I, I did like watch. Beer. Well, there was free beer everywhere. Throwing up in a car. <laughs> I was like, it's everywhere. Who cares? But uh, <laughs> VIP fucking mentality is yeah. kicking in. Yeah, by the end, I'm like Gabby boy. spitting on people in the street and shit. <laughs> but no so at this point it's uh not really um oh t-shirts i was looking for some cure t-shirts before it got crazy and uh i, I was texting you guys during this because uh, i went and and uh went to the one austin city limits t-shirt booth and they're like no uh go to the white building so i went to the white building that turned out to be an american express card building and they're like Gross. yeah i was like what the fuck because i could see it had two floors and those t-shirts on the top floor so i went into the american express card building and i was like hey two floors i was like where is it how do i get up there and they're like oh you have to get an american Take the golf express card. card to get upstairs and i was like what Shut the fuck i think they first said you have to have one to go up I was like, I don't have one. I was like, I just want to buy a T-shirt. you have to sign up for one? Yeah, they, that's what they told me. I signed up for a credit card I was to like, go upstairs. I was like, well, This show is great. Yeah. I was like, what if I don't want the T-shirt? I have this fucking credit card now? And uh, I was like, well, I just want to buy the T-shirt. I actually have cash. And uh, they're like, no, you have to apply for an American Express card to use it on the shirt. And I'm like, that's like bullshit detector going off. I was like, no fucking way. Not even for a festival. And I was like, all right, well, this isn't happening. See ya. And like, you know, fucking Amex is some Neolib shit, man. That's fucking bullshit. That's gross, man. I would have left. I would have like, <laughs> I would have been like, I would have summoned my golf cart 
and fucking left at that point. There were so Fuck many that. moments where I was thinking of you like it's that. It was like Donald would have just fucking flipped at that point. But I was like, this can't be true, though. But it was just dumb enough where I was like, that might be true. Like, I'm not going to get a fucking care shirt. Uh, so I just started wandering. And luckily, I found another tent. Your of t-shirt course. has like a 3.4 three, like APR or whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> has a barcode on it. It's a credit card every time I walk in. This yeah. But no, it's I like found you, the actual you paid interest on that shit yeah i found the stand though they were dude it was like complete <laughs> bullshit artist i was like what fuck that dude i want to go back with my t-shirt and be like hey dickhead i just bought it over here i mean granted it was still overpriced but i didn't yeah, have, no, no. I didn't have a fucking credit bitch. card on so that was good i felt good that i locked down the shirt i got chaz one actually too so i was like all right let's um so after that i wandered around quick review of a couple other bands flora cash have you heard them I think, no. think they got some pop hits. They seem like kind of top 40 radio. Almost cool for a minute, but then after about three songs, I was like, eh, but I watched them from far away. So they seemed a little bit more on um, Orville. How many bands were on like that first like line? It was like 20 bands oh, or shit. some shit. Yeah, I didn't even count them, but it was tons. And these are all different stages. Um, yeah, I had my official numbers written on something else, but... Um, 75,000 people per day was the number of how many Jeez. people would eventually, it's still pretty bare though at this point, even for all these bands I'm talking about, it was like pretty clear out. Most people didn't show up to at least, you know, five, I felt like, or something where it didn't really Everyone signed up for fucking, uh, credit cards. Yeah, I guess uh, they couldn't get in. Probably <laughs> There's a long line for, to sign American up for credit cards. Express card. <laughs> takes forever to get the uh, credit approved. <laughs> but, uh, Orville Peck. Have you heard this dude? No. He's a masked cowboy that sings with tassels over his face and a real low, goofy voice trying to be kind of country. his real name? I don't know. I don't think there's anything real about this guy. I was pretty disgusted by the stupidity of it. It was like, even if there was some good songwriting somewhere in there, it was just too gimmicky. I was like, what the fuck is this? Or he's has a mask on and he's singing in a funny voice. So I was just like, okay, moving on. Um, Watched a few minutes of a couple rap acts, but you know me, I'm not a big rap dude. I just felt like the dude was fucking yelling at me, even though I was nowhere near the stage. And I was like, stop yelling. I don't want to raise my hands. <laughs> yeah, like, like, I don't want to wave them around. Hands, wave your hands. It's like, stop yelling at me. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. like, but I, I care about how I wave them around. Like, I like, I better go I back to my platinum lounge. I don't want to wave around like I don't care. <laughs> I'm feeling threatened. I better go back to my platinum lounge. So on the way <laughs> back to the platinum lounge, Fucking I saw Paul, Sigrid. Have you heard of her? Sigrid? No. Norwegian pop singing girl. Um, I'd actually seen okay. somehow her videos pop Dude, up. Dude, we're huge in Norway. Yeah, so. I totally know I this shit. She's bash great. on her because we're. I mean, she's probably like, <laughs> like 19. I mean. 19 would have been like, generous. <laughs> I, think she, I mean, we're like 18 in the Norway charts. True, true. But, yeah. But she's <laughs> maybe like 19, maybe. But I love her. She's great. Yeah. Never heard of her. She's awesome. Cool. She might have been closer Norway's to dope. 14. She looks real young. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is this? People are going apeshit for her, though. I think she's pretty huge. She's probably got like a way more hits than the Cure even ever had, probably already. But uh, does she have a band or was it? It like, was a band that did sound like a band. She was 
dancing around. She totally looked like poppy jam. Yeah, but like not in like a cool way. It was like kids bop CDs that they put on at the elementary (laughs) schools when they exercise. Feel it? I was just like pop hooks. Yeah, Yeah. I was like, what is this? It was just like, but it was right by the spot where I could kind of just hang out and chill. So I watched way more of it than I probably should have even. But I was just like, whatever. I was just more in amazement that like so many people were actually into it. So. So maybe look her up. Catchy as shit. I don't think so though. I don't know. I'm picky with my pop. I've never heard this lady. I'm just yeah. Devil's advocate, man. I'm just. I like that her. She has like tons of confidence and attitude, and the fact that she's Norwegian, you know, gives a slight pass and a few points. But uh, but I mean, just look at her. She totally looks like was um. Like that little girl on uh, Full House that was like the friend that would come over, like Kimmy or something. <laughs> <laughs> Looked like that or something. I was just like, what happened to pop stars? You know, it's like, like, okay. Uh, yeah, so, so, yeah, maybe something there. Somewhere in the middle of all that was cool too. I ran into this. Um, this woman, uh, Tammy, who was wearing one of Chaz's long sleeve disintegration T-shirts. And I was all like, it's chilly out. Yeah. And I was like, shit, I wish I'd have brought mine. But, um, you know, I had to say hi. It was like, no way. I was like, shit, man, my friend made that shirt. And uh, and uh, she was like, yeah, yeah. Was she, she like Gavin from the Holy <laughs> Hour? <laughs> she said she had listened to us. And uh, she said she would have recognized my voice if I had just started talking. And I was like, oh, wow, big mumbly dude. You would have <laughs> <laughs> recognized me. But uh, so, yeah, I totally talked with her. I should have just hung out the whole time with her. She was definitely the coolest cure fan that i could spot at that time of the day and uh and uh it was funny she, she was she, bawling yeah we were <laughs> <laughs> just crying over there nah it was a uh, midday That's she did sweet. ask is donald really like that in real life i, I wonder when she said you were hilarious and wanted to know what you're really like and i said what do you mean like what i said like as in hilarious and yeah he gets high a lot <laughs> yep that's it <laughs> pretty much so uh yeah i dial it down for the show okay yeah i really have to rate it in <laughs> <laughs> but uh but that's a compliment yeah oh, yeah definitely lady. she was super sweet and uh really awesome what was your name again tammy Cammy. What's up, Cammy? So, yeah, if you're. I'm silly as shit. (laughs) So, yeah, I was getting a little tired at that point. I hung out at the Platinum Lounge. I was taking advantage of the the food and the drinks at that point. Um, You remember those DC United games we used to go to with my brother? And uh, their party style, this soccer team that my brother got real into, and we would tag along just for the tailgates were like you'd start so early and just drink so much and hang out and it was great but then i was like how do you get home man and like the secret was they would just like throw it down but as soon as game would start you you know wouldn't buy the beers in there and stuff for the most part you just stopped at that point and you sat through the long ass game so i was like well i'm gonna take that approach i'm gonna just like chug a bunch of gin and tonics here and like by the time i go over to the honda stage then i'll but you had the golf cart the whole time i just yeah. like I know I didn't take advantage of the golf, the golf carts cart. till the end, but yeah, but it, dummy, well, you know, kind of wanted to see the festival, you know. It was like that would go around the perimeter of it and stuff, but uh, so, I would have just. <laughs> but the, the hard part was this, joke. and this would have been the hard part for you, is once I got to the Honda stage, it was clear that I kind of <laughs> I had that. That was where the Cure was playing. It was two acts before the Cure, and I had to lock it down pretty much. So I knew if I was like popping out the piss, even though I had like a sneaky pisser for platinum, it was still like you had to leave the lines then. And I was like, if I leave, I'm gonna totally lose my spot. Even though any spot in that was like, did they hand rad. you like a platinum? Bag? 
pan. Nah, it was just, just a like piss it. It just like just a uh, porta pot, but it was like I'm not losing my spot. Once I saw the regular <laughs> ones, I was all like, "Thank Christ, this is awesome!" Because there was like an hour long line for that shit. So I was all like, "Cool." So, but um, but I still couldn't do it's it, and I weird. couldn't take advantage of the the free beers in the thing because I knew if I was chugging beers, I was gonna have to piss all through the care set, and I would lose my spot. So. It had to be oh, like that dedication, man. I would have been like, if I went yeah, with you, been... I would have been like fucking twenty rows back. <laughs> totally. I'm like, I got a piss, dude. <laughs> totally. like, you I'm getting free beers. You wouldn't have left like... the platinum lounge, I don't think. But, uh, <sighs> but yeah, so it was a uh, game on at that point. Um, dedication, the, boy. Yeah, there's no pretty much the only band I would do that for. It was like a true like religious moment of test of your love kind of thing <laughs> but uh <laughs> so it was britney britney howard she was the former lead singer of alabama shakes so you yeah. remember with them i've seen them a couple times and actually enjoyed their shows not a huge fan by any means but uh yeah well, i just heard her on npr the other uh, day yeah she's a super cool chick and just like really uh i don't know i think i haven't heard her really talk much but she just seems really fun and awesome and that's what I always loved about Alabama Shakes, though, is that she's super soulful, but they were like a pretty badass rock band. So it was like a weird combo thing that worked, you know? Yeah. Now her solo, it was just full on soul band, which was still cool because you don't really see that kind of stuff every day by any means, you know, or I don't. <laughs> and uh, yeah. and she just nailed it. So she was great. I genuinely enjoyed, you know. She could sing her fucking tits yeah, off. Yeah, she was awesome. And, and uh, did a cover of the. Jackie Wilson, higher and higher song, you know the yeah. So that was really good. Um, so yeah, by the end, I was definitely all right. And Gavin is all on Molly at this point. Oh yeah, I was tripping um, balls. <laughs> it's a festival. Chugging right? Miller Lights. <laughs> uh, but I was holding on to the bar at that point. I was front row as front row could be, holding on to the gate bar that was like. I mean, it was still like. 50 yards at least because there's like this giant stage they're up on like a huge wall so there's a big gap between the most possible closeness you could get in the stage you're like i could hop this bar yeah i, I mean yeah if you were trying to jump on it, stage man. and hug robert it never would have happened but uh but um yeah so i'm holding the bar for her and i'm like well i guess i'll just stand here for the next six hours because it was like her he's banging your head the whole time <laughs> yeah <like>, yeah <laughs> totally no i was just like shifty eyed going huh, huh, how much longer how much longer <laughs> cold sweats breaking out um so she clears out and her crowd pretty much cleared out too but then in came all of the billy elliott billy eilish Singer, oh, I'm gonna, man, I'm gonna call her Billy Eilish. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna call her Billy Elliot though, just for uh, <laughs> Billy to be Elliot, like, like Chris Elliot, <laughs> yeah. like a mumbly, like the Chris little Elliot. dancey boy, Billy Elliot, or whatever. But anyway, I didn't realize what a huge like <laughs> kid following she has, man. Like, all these little kids and their families came in, hell yeah, and like. As it was clearing in, I saw the Genoa Mission kids too, and I felt horrible for them because they had been there like all day. We're just getting crushed to death and looked fucking miserable. And then, like, these families, these rich families came in with their little kids for the platinum section, and they're like, I'm bored. And they're all like in there. So I was trying to like start to judge them, but then I'm like, wait, I'm in the 
platinum section too, so I guess I can't yeah. <laughs> really make fun of them too bad. So and they were smart and just came in like whenever the band yeah the came one in band that they like wanted camped to camped out for <laughs> totally. fucking so, fucking five bands. So it was kind of cute because that, that drinking free beers. Yeah, yeah. Go on. They were pounded up, so they're kind of cute because they're all like dressed up like her and stuff like that. Yeah, and, uh, she dresses up fun. Yeah, so it was like that whole thing going in and. um yeah, and it was weird, and I gave in like an idiot, being the ultimate sucker at heart, where I was like, hey, what the fuck, you get kids take the front, what am I doing, like holding this spot for like four hours, <laughs> I was like, here, let the girls up here, and I gave them my spot, and I was still kind of like you know, hovering behind them to make sure as soon as they cleared out, I would try to get back to it, and uh, so it was cool, I definitely wasn't as impressed as I was hoping to be with Billie Eilish by the end, I still think she's just got a little turn, you know, but I was like, yeah, I really tried hard like, to do some homework and listen to it, it was like the bass was doing that stupid, overly blown out bass where everything was just like, and, uh, you were fucking front row, dude. No, nah, but it wasn't like that for anybody else, you know, and it was just like, you know, and it was all just like these programs beats and shit her brother was playing some bass and they had like a drummer that was playing along with shit but it was all right i'm just still not impressed with the songs but like you know all right old man i know but same time she's fucking Jeez. the other old man gr- grumble was uh you know it's fucking cure has been cranking this shit out for 40 years it's like why is she going on right before the cure she's like 17 with one album you know i know she's a big deal right now but like Come on, man. It's like, okay, put somebody with a little bit more fucking longevity cred in front of the cure so I'm not like sitting there watching this, you know, fucking teen sensation thing going on. I mean, it's just like, what the fuck? But I agree with you. I'm playing a bit of a devil's advocate, you know, like, cause it's what the kids are into. Yeah. It's fun, like, fun, fucking dumb, loud bass. Like, it's fucking fun over big, dumb, giant speakers. Yeah. Like, and you're in a festival, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, you know, like, chances are I would have been like ugh for anybody because it was just one band standing in between me and the Cure at that point. So I was, I was going to be on a mission. Yeah, I was like, going to be pretty critical no matter boy, what. But like, she still didn't really blow me away with any like real performance or anything. She's just up there like pouting and kind of stomping around like a little brat. <laughs> I was like, all right. What was she wearing? She was wearing like a oversized like basketball outfit, basically with like a you know Dope. some kind of like. Uh, foot brace on that i don't know if it was just like a morrissey hearing aid statement kind of thing or if it was <laughs> she had really fucked up her ankle or what but uh so yeah so she was funny enough or it was entertaining i guess and hopefully yeah. hopefully time will tell her, like, gladly she dresses like a goose yeah man. i'll gladly eat my foot if she turns into the next like you know pop star sensation that you know, I can yeah. be proud that I saw her in her first tour or whatever, but, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I honestly don't see it. Um, <laughs> I hope that she inspired some kid to, to go out and write better songs, but, um, otherwise <laughs> get a, get a, oh! inspire someone to get a laptop and make some jam. Yeah. So who knows? There's a lot of kids there. So hopefully they just got caught up in love all of it. But I just like the lyrics. Like I've even read things where people like, she's going to be this generation Smiths and stuff. And it's just cause it's like darker lyrics and themes yeah. and like hearing it, they're like what, what I can make out of it. What I listened to, but even before going to the show, it's just like, it's kind of dumb. Like it was all like, I wish this 
boy was gay, so then it would make sense why he doesn't like me. I'm like, really? That's like the the deep voice <laughs> of a generation here. I was like, come on. I was just like, I was just, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too critical, but let's let's move on. <laughs> uh, so her kids, all of them, clear out the whole crew from the VIP section at least. And but sure yeah. enough, I fucking lose it. Somebody swoops in. I'm like. Row one and a half at this point. I'm not grabbing the railing, but I'm in between the two people that are grabbing the railing. So close enough, but a little bit of a. You're like, I'm VIP. Yeah. And like (laughs) shouldering people out. And it was great because it was like three (laughs) rows basically of Cure fans. The whole rest of the section was empty, but like for the hour before the care, it was like three rows of people just wiggling, like all up on each other's shit. Like, going, oh God, I got to get up there. Nobody wanted to lose their spot, but we're all like packed in like sardines when there's like a whole section open. It was like, there was nothing behind us, but it was like, everybody just wanted to be as close as he possibly yeah. could be. So, and that's where it was got funny in the hour leading up to was like, I had Sandy to yeah, my left. Life, yeah. Sandy to my left and Cindy to my right. And if they're out there listening <laughs> to this, I don't mean any harm by it, but they were, stuck in the middle. they were two strange care fans to be stuck next to for sure. Um, I think I had some more official diehards in front of me, but Sandy was super sweet to my left. But then uh, as we were chatting a little bit, she confessed that she, had never even really gotten into the cure until she saw the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing. And that's when she decided she was a cure fan. <laughs> I'm like, that's what's wow. <laughs> it was like, so like five months ago, six months ago. It's like, okay, like, cool. I, <laughs> but, uh, what is like the thing in Hollywood where they put like the handprints? Yeah. The, uh, like imagine getting into a band. Like I saw their handprints in their name and, <laughs> And I decided <laughs> I'd check them out. And here I am. Platinum. <laughs> platinum here, here section. It was just kind of that day. I was like. Drop platinum money on that shit, too. Yeah. Like, Meanwhile, like 500 <clears throat> yards back, there's like somebody that's been following them since 1980 that's about to drop dead from being crushed in a general admission. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. I sat through but, Billie Eilish. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to die from dehydration. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, so then. To my At least it was cool out. So. Yeah, yeah, we we're all we we're <laughs> hanging in there. They're pumping us full of free beer, so it was good. Um, to my right was Cindy. Uh, on the other hand, up, Cindy. Ooh, yeah, she was. And I, you know, I mean this in the most positive way, but I could not tell if she was super trashed or this is just how she was. One of those people. She was really. I already like Cindy. Yeah, you would have loved her. She, <laughs> she came down like a bat out of hell. She was pissed off and. Cause she had, yeah. she had been. There's a side viewing option where you could get up on the stage, <laughs> pretty much. But um, and she had Holy been shit. up there, but then the cure didn't want people What's up there. What's higher than platinum? I'm super high platinum. <laughs> I had scoped out the YouTube videos and I saw that the cure didn't have people doing it the week at, weekend before. And I just thought it'd be a weird view. You're pretty much looking at the back of their heads from up there and the sound would have been total shit. So I was like, eh, I'm not even going to try that. But she was up there and she felt good about it and they, yeah. and they kicked her out though. So then she came down and she was like, if I had known they wouldn't have let me up there, I would have just been down here fighting for a spot for the last 10 hours or something. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you're row one and a half with me, man. <laughs> it's like, this is pretty fucking close. And she was just so pissed that she wasn't against the railing there. And she just like wouldn't let it go. And was like kind of guilt tripping the dude in front of her. Cause she was short. And the guy in front of her was tall. She was like, <laughs> bend over. But she was just like, I can't tell if Hell she was yeah. like joking. And shit, hardcore. But she was, she was like fucking <laughs> yelling at this dude. 
what? She, she had like a very Muppety yell. So she was like, what the fuck? You know, just started to like Grover or something. I was like, crack it up, talking to her. But I was like, back in my head, I was like, it's like, this is great. You're making the time fly. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah. if this crazy shit continues through the cure set, though, I'm going to be like totally flipping out. But, uh, but uh, she got, you know, calmed down. And we had a couple good cure chats. She wasn't really, I said a few times things to her that she just totally was one-sided conversation and didn't register anything I was saying. I was like, okay, we're going to keep talking about you being short, but uh, all the power to her. It was still fun to stay next to you. She had a, a Robert fucking Smith shirt on, so she was into it and and definitely knew, Yo, knew the songs I did, a bong and shit. Hit, I did a bong hit to Cindy. I'm about to. All right, there you go. So if you're listening out there, Cindy, Cindy, I like that. Donald's Cindy. on your side. He likes your feisty nature, so... Uh, <laughs> So yeah, um, and it all worked out good. By the time the bed came out, it was. Uh, That's how you get front row. Yeah, yeah. She get was all Cindy style. She was fucking freaking out by row one and a half. She wanted that first row. Anyway, um, so <laughs> point of this whole fucking episode, the cure. You ready for it? No. <laughs> Sorry for the long build up, everybody, and Donald. You hanging in there with me? <laughs> I'm doing great, man. I'm, just like, I'm actually getting stoked like you got stoked. Like, <laughs> All right. The, I'm really... You got to build it up at uh, these festivals. It's like a 12-hour buildup. Um, this is like an IMAX experience for me. Right all now. right. Good, good. So You're taking me through it. The Cure played. They're awesome. It was a good night. And that was it. So, All right. I'll tell you every detail. <laughs> <laughs> If you really want to know. Okay. <laughs> so really. first thing first, I guess before we even dive into specific songs, we won't go through all of them. Don't worry. But at the same time, um, first thing that comes out, we're hearing chimes. So I do know it's plain song, um, which is fuck. Yeah. Of course. Best opening song ever. And uh, secretly glad they went with that and not shake dog shake, but more shockingly Ooh. right off the bat. Oh fuck. No Simon. Simon's not there. Eden comes out, his son, for the second time ever in Cure history. His son is playing bass tonight. Dun, 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 which trips a few alarms. One being, damn, I really wanted to see Simon destroy this entire festival with his awesomeness. And, mm-hmm. and of course, I hope he's okay. Where the fuck is Simon? This isn't good. Scary. Yeah. And um, and on top of that point, thank Christ, they didn't cancel like any other band probably would have done if their like, second right-hand man you know, was not there. They would have just canceled it. And, wow, that would have been a complete shitstorm for me in particular <laughs> and my emotions. If I'd be like, sorry, due to unforeseen circumstances, the cure will not be plagued today. Um, so, anyway, for selfish reasons... Thank Christ. Eden is there. <laughs> Two, um, it's a bit of a bummer in the sense that by Eden, Eden being there, that totally eliminated any chance of new songs or rarities because they're going to stick to the absolute songs that he knows, and it's the set list from the festival. So, okay. No. And two and a half, why would you assume that he doesn't know those? The rarities of like, the new songs? Right. He probably doesn't. I mean, it's like a fucking two and a half hour long set that he learns why would he also learn all the songs on the new album <laughs> and b cuts and b sides and deep cuts and rarities i mean the dude only could learn so much you know it's not his band but but it's like it's fucking dad yeah number one so he's grouping this shit one or two 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 and like point three mm-hmm. like <laughs> He's played with them before. He's probably learned a bunch of their songs, you know? Like Yeah, the ones he's going to play tonight. It was saying. the same set list. Yeah, I don't mean to knock it in any way, but I'm just saying. 
statistically, Devil's obviously. Devil's advocate tonight. Okay, all right, yeah. And I don't mean to come off negative in any way, because this next this what I'm saying. rant is going to be so pro-Eden <laughs> that your head's going to spin. This dude's fucking amazing. And it dawned on me very quickly, too, before he even hit the first note, that he is the rarity, and that is awesome. And this is the second time he's ever played a Cure show. I've never seen a Cure show where Simon wasn't playing. He's Yo. He's cool as fuck. He's great. Let's embrace yeah. this. This is going to be epic as shit. And I was right. The dude nailed it. He, he slapped. He was so good. Like he did a good job. Yeah, I didn't detect any weirdness and like, you know, even like safeness with a band. You know, anyone that plays yeah. music can knows that you can hit everything right. But sometimes if you're just not totally comfortable, you could still just sound a little flat or something. You know, if you're not 100% comfortable, there was none of that. Um just from the Japan show that he played that I'd seen, even that one, he had a slight element of like deer in the headlights, even though he nailed it that time too. This time he totally fucking crushed it. Looked like so relaxed Fuck up yeah. there. You know, he, That's dope. he looked like, you know, the carbon copy of his old man up there. It was just like yeah. fucking beautiful to watch. It was so cool. And that is pretty powerful, man. Yeah. And it I was imagine just, just seeing like, like, I mean, we've known about his dad before he was born. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like crazy. it's, it's kind of, it's kind of powerful. Yeah. Like, and you see all those old pictures of like Robert, you know, hanging out with the little kid and stuff. And yeah. It's so sweet. And like, and you're getting to see that time. Like, and that, that was the fucking sweet moment. Maybe that was my sappy yeah. dad side coming through too, where I was just totally. like feeling my heart exploding, watching it in the sense that like the interactions between him and Robert were just like, priceless it was so adorable just like just like the little yeah. looks they give each other and that's where like being that close up yeah. was super sweet too where i could see them just kind of look up a little nuances yeah like at each other and like they would finish a song and Eden would kind of look up with a slight like whoa fuck we did it and robert would just give a big old smile back like, to him did and, it, yeah and it was just so cool <laughs> and like at the end of a forest was like you know, one of the few highlights there where they just like fucking rocked out together and Robert was yeah. doing his noise. They did like a shoulder to shoulder lean into each other and he like nailed the ending and made it and sound it's not perfect. like this fucking kid grew up with him. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah, that's totally. going to be really powerful. Like, like you're saying some dad shit, like powerful for Robert. Like, yeah. Yeah. This is like, like, fuck like his boy. Like he's known Simon forever. Yeah. And, like, he's like his actual godfather too. I'm pretty sure. And like, yeah, I'm sure bet. it's like the closest to a son Robert has. I would say probably, I don't know. I'm tearing up. So, yeah. It was super tearing fucking up right sweet. Now. Like constantly. Yeah. And my favorite was, uh, during why can't That's i be you at the end it was very pretty subtle really but like he's up there bebopping doing his thing where he's prancing around on the stage you know doing his robert dances and uh he was kind of jumping around i think it was that one too where um he he snuck really? up on rob roger and grabbed his butt you know that was like the little he's like Woo! <laughs> and he's like coming back and he comes over to so eden dumb. and he's like makes like the goofiest goofy face at him like trying to get him to fuck up almost <laughs> and like yeah. and Eden just like totally looked away like to hide his face laughing you know so he could concentrate yeah <laughs> so it was really sweet i was just like oh man these guys are great i was gonna say because probably like eden was like this song's so dumb dude <laughs> yeah. why are we doing this like you're a fucking idiot <laughs> Yeah, he's like prancing around. Crazy like, Uncle Robert up there doing his Yeah, thing. just goofing, goofing <laughs> about, you know? Yeah, for sure. That's super sweet, man. Yeah. That's cool you got to see that. Yeah. And then the big hug at the very last song, Boys Don't Cry, I was like fucking guitars were still running, ringing out, and they just like 
hugged each other right off the bat. It was so sweet that he was just like, Jeez. we did it. You know, and it was like, so cool. I would have cried. Yeah. That's so nice. And then you want to hear an actual part? Uh, this was before the encore. Yes. Robert actually said this, and luckily somebody like transcribed it online. I forgot who it was, so sorry. I can't I credit you. <laughs> but yeah, I caught like 80% of it there, but it was good to have the actual transcript in front of yeah. me now. So he says, so lovely coming to Austin because I'm really one for sunbathing, as you can tell. But we'll be back, you know. Thanks. I'm sure that a lot of you have noticed Simon isn't here, so this is Eden, his son, playing bass tonight. If only I had a son. I mean, I could be booking shows for like the year 2055. <laughs> Maybe I will anyway. <laughs> so that was pretty Holy funny. Shit. Are you making that up? No, that was the fucking what he said. It was, <laughs> That's wild. Was like, we could just keep this thing rolling if he had had a son. So. <laughs> Imagine it's just like a bunch of like. If only I have a kid and there's like a little Robert and a little, yeah, like little Simon just... kid. It's like a Muppet, like a Muppet Babies of <laughs> totally, you know, like a little Grover. Yeah, it was pretty pretty rad. So that that made it so worth it. And I was like, oh, as much as seeing Simon yeah. up there again, that was just so sweet. And of course, obviously, we're all hoping that this isn't anything super serious. Normally I'd just been like, even like, I don't know, maybe someone just didn't want to fucking come back to Austin again, which would have been totally understandable. But at the same time, Eden posted something on, on his, um, I should have pulled up the actual quote for his Twitter or something where he just said last show of the tour, I've been following them around the whole damn world at this point being the, you know, tech and, you know, filling in or whatever. And like, and he said, you know, they even lost one of their crew guys on the way and stuff. And then um, Jesus. he said that it shouldn't have ended like this, but thanks for the support and stuff. Like just so it almost sounded a little like, yeah, maybe it is something a little more serious, but I don't know. There's no real reason. A lot of people are freaking out online and stuff. It's like, well, you know, if, if they're there and not panicking, then I'm sure he's not like on his deathbed or yeah. anything. So anyway, let's move on. I don't want to speculate on anyone's health for sure. So. And he could have even done like dumbed down versions and stuff, but those bass lines were, you know, they're pretty distinct bass lines. But at the same time, you they're know, iconic. there was there was no signs of him like cutting corners and just doing the easy version of anything. I mean, he just nailed it. It was so impressive. Yeah, and it was just like damn. I mean, and a quick run through that of the song. So much for him, just like fucking play my dad's bass line. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, wow, that's powerful, yeah. man. But, um, Good for that dude, man. That's that's intense. Like, yeah. just to just to slay something like in such a yeah. crazy time. But you have like a nice little uh, backing family and supportive yeah. fans. I mean, everybody was like so fucking supportive <laughs> online and stuff in particular. Just like totally praising it, you know, and saying what a good job he did, wow. even at the last one, you know. I was like. That's got to be pretty good, you know? <laughs> got to feel pretty Damn. good that you can do something like that, knowing you. Here's one for fucking Simon. Yeah, to Simon and Eden. <laughs> fucking Father and cheers. son. <laughs> totally. So, um, like I said, we won't run through every song in the set, but a few standout moments I guess I can tap on real quick, if that's cool. Um, Plain Song opened, which was a little bit of a surprise because they did that set the weekend before so mathematically it would have made sense that they did the slight variation shake dog shake set but uh always happy to hear playing song into pictures of you which of course was 
fucking amazing. I made it about seven minutes into it this time before I started to choke up and realize, oh my God, this is actually happening. And <laughs> me just getting old, I guess, and getting soft in my old age. But I started, started to tear up and had this revelation of on some level, maybe the cure is the picture in the song in a sense of like, I've been looking, you know, so long at this fucking band that they almost feel real. Right. And, you know, <laughs> so, whoa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I it's, it's almost become that at this point, you know, where I feel like, you know, there's nothing in the world that I ever wanted more <laughs> than this band. <laughs> it's like this song is just like fucking gets me every time now. So, guess it's. Just... And it gets you at different angles. Yeah, that's what's so weird. I was Which talking to my brother Marshall about it last night because, kind of out of the blue, he said he listened to pictures of you and it really hit him in a weird way that hadn't before. And I was like, yeah, it's a weird thing about that song in particular is it's just. I mean, like so many emotions wrapped up into every little stage of my life, you know, and it's not even like one bad prom night experience or something you know what i mean it's like it's so it's much more yeah and it's not yeah it doesn't even make sense to put the cure as the object that i'm pining for if i was singing the song you know but in a sense it makes total sense you know <laughs> so it's really weird to think of it that so way it, it's like an amorphous thing it could be anything yeah uh, it could be the band it could be whatever it's like don't let this end kind of thing you know so it's uh, but but the one I was really anticipating totally Sheesh, delivered too. Yeah. <laughs> Just one kiss. So fucking cool to see that live. And uh Fuck yeah. and again Eden totally crushed that badass bass line to that one. Just love. Did they do a drum machine thing with it? Like a drum machine and drums on top of it? I don't think it, so. I think like you, no, I think he was just nailing it. Um the keys were adding in all the cool um kind of whooshy sounds and stuff, which always sound really good. But nah, he was Jason was fucking on, of course. He's just like Mr. Robot Man back there where everything's yeah. fucking almost so flawless that you forget that he's working his ass off so bad. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah. His hair is like awesomely out of control at this point, too. If you see like some footage, it's like this like golden fucking mane flying yeah. back there. Like, what is going on with his head back there? I like seeing it. It's like, I feel like it's like a, almost like a homage to Boris. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Like when Boris stuck his hair up, I was like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like this. It's weird seeing like a blonde. His, his work has just got to go straight up, too. Boris's even was yeah. like that. <laughs> Wasn't like as mushroomy as the Robert and Simon yeah, <laughs> but, uh, so yeah that was great it's great dope. to see just one kiss because you don't know how long that's gonna stick around as a regular but uh killer baseline yeah so that song's good. gonna stick around forever that song's so good i hope so um yeah love song was awesome but weird where it was like kind of a false start something i need to try to find a clip of or not that i'm calling it out but it's just almost cool we'll be ruling on this one yeah <laughs> it almost seemed like the keys came in too heavy first or something like roger pulled back real quick and then it kind of just went <laughs> into the song it was like <laughs> and then it just went into the song or something. <laughs> which I, I, I only say because it's great when they actually have a fumble or something you're like oh they're yeah. actually fucking human all right it's awesome. like you guys are real <laughs> yeah so it's yeah. pretty cool to see that and uh last dance and burn of course we're just fucking amazing and glad that burns a regular now in the set um but that sound good at a festival oh yeah if i was, was like full so like, like 10 miller lights yeah vip miller lights man i would have been like what? yeah speaking of the drums that i could watch him play the drums to that all day it's just that fucking crazy like whirlwind oh. of drums it's so just good. those good tom beats man yeah 
Uh, Fascination Street. I wanted to FaceTime Chaz during, but my phone was all <laughs> jacked up, so <laughs> couldn't do it, man. Sorry. Um, I want to watch some other clips of the summer festivals because I felt like Robert was doing some crazy, like, noise shit, like, during some of the breaks on the guitar where he was just getting all fucking Sonic Youth on it, which he normally doesn't in parts. It was just going, like, where he was just banging out some cool, like, rambly stuff, yeah. and uh, it was really kind of cool. Making the song interesting? <laughs> nah, I love it. That's one that always, like, I have Jeez. no real desire to see live or anything, but, like, when they play it live, it always gets me just because it's just like, oh, yeah. You know, I think that's just like an overkill one for any, like, distaste for Fascination Street. It's just, just kind of like, eh, after a while. But, like, remembering how fucking cool that bass line is and stuff, it's just like, it's so good. It's like a big old stadium, yeah. too, you know? Just like, ah. I can see that. It's, yeah. it's a good, like, crowd, big, yeah. big uh, festival <laughs> banger. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Push was great. kind of felt like the fans were maybe a little lame on it where they should have been bouncing and singing along to it a bit more or something but maybe it was sing along it might have been my lame platinum section <laughs> i don't know how all yeah. the, the real fans are probably carrying it but we we're all those it like, was like mccaleb's tired yeah. we're leaving <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i want to go dad <laughs> where's my helicopter <laughs> yeah <laughs> like childish Lando is playing. Maybe we should go see it. <laughs> Childish Lando. Childish Lando. Childish Gambino, you know, Lando, young Lando. He was playing at the same time. I actually would have liked to pop in and see him for a minute, but uh, I would have totally watched this. Not during the cure, though. So he was dead to me as far as that goes. I was like, oh, it would have yeah. been more for Star Wars appreciation anyway. But um, So, yeah, uh, where was I? Uh, Play for Today was odd. It was going real good robert totally had like a brain fart like he you know tends to do on some of those old bootlegs we had where uh he sang like the second verse first i think was the line and it just tripped him <laughs> up and he totally went into the one of those like yesterday bumbly. in the morning it was just like a completely different fucking song everyone's just kind of casually yeah. looking back at it like what the fuck and I mean, it was so Yo, like a I completely was... different mumble thing that I was like, how the love that. how's he going to get back on track? And then like, as soon as it got back to, you expect me to act like it I was like, okay, he's back. But it was just like, whoa, not like any other band almost probably would have just been like, whoa, whoops, sorry, stop. Let's start over. <laughs> but it was just like, nah, that's he's it. He's a it's... master. Yeah. He, it just. But lyrically, like he's got that. If he flubs it up, man, like, yeah. Fucking Bob's got that yeah, shit. Yeah, he never like, panics and just like says, fuck, all right, let's try to get or anything. You know, it's, it's impressive. Yeah. It's so impressive. Yeah, it almost goes back to like the demos or something where it was just like, that's how it started anyways. <laughs> it's pretty right. it's pretty cool. Um, speaking of almost rap, Disintegration was great, um, which is a, a rambly-ass song. that It's funny, like, I feel like that song's just getting a lot more... <laughs> praise in this last year in particular where they're like other things people are writing and stuff about the anniversary or whatever where it's just like everyone just seems to be calling out how great disintegration is finally i mean longtime fans of songs of fucking tsunami yeah i mean i think obviously it's a no-brainer for people that have been loving this album for so long but at the same time it's kind of cool to hear that it just keeps coming up a lot more than i would normally think it would as it should man yeah it's a it's it's not love song yeah like a poppy jams like and it's just so heavy in such a strange way that we've talked about over and over again of just like, whoa, this is like not a 
fun song, you know. It's just like no. <laughs> there's nothing fun going on here. It's, a, it's like we're in the corner, just going like, "Stop! Leave me alone! Stop!" Yeah, like, like batting someone off of you, just like, "Leave me alone!" Yeah, like, and it sounded great, but it's still it is a bit of a shame. I feel like that he can't belt it out the way he did in the younger days. He tends to just kind of sing it lower, but it doesn't changed the passion level at all like he still found a great way and like and it's funny i always hear people saying how he's getting so emotional which he does when he sings it It looks like he's like totally you know feeling it so much and going through whatever the fuck he is going through in that song you know and it's like still but it's funny when you see him still now in particular i feel like i can't quite pinned out if it's the emotional pain or actual physical pain of singing that fucking <laughs> song that <laughs> might be a bit of a decoy for people thinking he's choking up and stuff. I was like, no, I think he's just literally trying not to fucking keel over because that song is like so hard to sing and like such a, you know, spinning it out and like, yeah. I mean, that's like a fucking hard song to sing and like do it with passion and not just mumble through it is like, but it's such a good closer. They closed on that? Uh, close the main set. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's a good, that's a good fucking. So, like, yeah, open with playing like, songs. Yo, we close. still got it. Yeah, like, it was just like because it's so hard to do. How the end always is. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. How so. could you not? Like, if you wrote a song like that, like, yeah. how can you not end like a fucking show with that? Where you're just like being a badass. Yeah. Like, Really pushing yourself, like that's what I like to see with the band. We're like really going hard at the end, like yeah. And it's such like an intense trance that it puts you into. It's such a yeah. weird kind of song. That's such like a, you know, like you would think it would just rock out with that kind of emotion or something, like one of their later songs or something. But it's like, it's it's chill, but it's still like powerful as fuck for some reason. You yeah. know, it's just like it's weird. It's a dope closing. Yeah. So, and of course, that's when it came back, made that nice speech about Eden, and it went into pop encore, which is funny because it's like, you know, I get every grape that you would have even and stuff, but it's funny, like, you know, because it is like the back to back of like, it was Lullaby, Caterpillar, Friday I'm in Love, Close to Me, into Why Can't I Be You? And then like, ends with. <laughs> that's what I would have left. I would have left. Yeah, but this is my point on this one. He would have like, oh God, here's, here comes Whimsical Bob. I don't want to see them do that. But it was so good. Like, you can't deny no, it when it happened. It was so good. <laughs> I swear to Christ, if you were there, you would have been bouncing and smiling and singing along. And like, I feel like it pulls you in and it's genius. Cause, cause yeah. Obviously, if he ended on disintegration, you can't really, especially a festival. It was like if you ended like that, you would, everyone would be like staggering out, like you have a knife in your gut or something. It would just—that's what I want. <laughs> that's that's exactly but, what I want. I want to leave it at that. No, like, wouldn't you much rather seventy-five thousand people are leaving undeniably with a smile on, on your face at man. any point? What's that? Whenever I get tired of it. What? I'm saying I can close a page on any book. Yeah. If I'm reading it, I'm See, like, that's weird. I, I can't do it. So I guess it is just a personality type. But, uh, <clears throat> it was so undeniably fun, Sounds though, bad. man. When he was fucking playing, <laughs> even Why Can't I Be You, but like Love or Friday I'm in Love or something, I was like, this is the best goddamn Cure song ever. I mean, it was like, I fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. It was just like, it, you just get so pulled into them the fun of it and it was just so fun to like yeah. screaming out and dance to it or bounce up and down i guess <laughs> but you know what i mean and it's just like 
you can't not people have said it in that other episode you can't like not be in a good mood after hearing that like combo of songs <laughs> it was just physically impossible to not be grinning from ear to ear as you wrap that show up you know and it was like ends with boys don't cry it's just like kind of brings it back you know it's just like oh yeah so fucking good you know and it was just like i don't know i'm, I'm sure i'd maybe come back for the end yeah like, for that it, last it just like <laughs> You could probably get one more of those free beers while that was going on or something. <laughs> hey, is there any more Miller lights? <laughs> I did uh, touch base with Dustin from the Mystery Caller episode, the first one we did, you know, Dustin. And oh, he was there. The I didn't see shit? him at the show, but we were texting be- or messaging back and forth afterwards. And uh, he sent Sad. me a funny comment the night I got home. He said that during Why Can't I Be You... Fucking, he spotted Matthew McConaughey and Lars from Metallica, who were like not that far over by my section, dancing around like and when Robert walked off to the side of the stage and was singing like right at them, you know, and like he's like hello. He had like a, like a faraway video of like Matthew McConaughey doing like this weird ass hand dance where he's wiggling his hands all around and shit. They're like, why can't I be you? Why can't I be like the wackest song? Like, oh man, he's like, what's going on here? I drove my Lincoln. <laughs> this guy's crazy, and, uh, man. I like it. <laughs> so who knows maybe they're all hanging out after in that dumbass cowboy with the thing Dustin, on his face call in next time we do a call in yeah we gotta talk about this shit. It's so but, dumb. Uh, so he spotted him though he said lars was trying to be sneaky with like a baseball cap down and stuff but <laughs> fucking lars from metallica never thought he would have been a care fan that would have broke the heart of so many rednecks with metallica t-shirts on trying to beat me up for wearing my cure t-shirt who like, oh, who, who would have thought but yeah, it was uh, it was the closest I've ever been. So for that reason alone, it was definitely a surreal as fuck experience. I mean, just the fact that like making eye contact with those guys while they're playing up there, you know, it sounds silly to think that they're not human. But at the same time, you know, these people I've been looking at in videos and books from my whole childhood on, you know, it's just like there he is, like an actual human form. It was like so surreal, real and weird. Um. Is it the closest you've ever been? I think so. I was trying to like think because that physically and uh, or ooh. Um, I still wouldn't <laughs> want to say it was the best care show just because those like the wish one was just so like my heart exploding seeing them for the first time and yeah, even that Charlotte one with Pearl the last time was so good. But uh, it's up there just because it was like flawless and weird because Eden was there and like perfect in that regards. But I think it was the closest yeah. at the HF Festival thing we saw in. 2004 when offspring was playing and everybody got kicked in the head and it was like were you there for that one even i think yeah yeah we were like i I didn't get close to that i was in yeah like a lot of people drifted back and i remember like it was like not at the whole set but somewhere in the middle i drifted up where i was like really fucking close but i was like trashed at that one too so i barely remember any of it you know just kind of remember it being awesome because i was close but uh but yeah, this is definitely, I think, technically the closest I'd ever been. So for that regards, I mean, there's such a huge gap still, like I was saying, that it felt yeah. like I wasn't like seeing him at the, you know, you know, little club down the road by any means or anything like that. But at the same time, it was pretty magical. You could still drive a golf cart through it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Into you <know>. the stage. <laughs> and I thought about, like, you know, like fucking Morrissey style climbing the stage, the dog at him. But I was like, I wouldn't have made it over the first barricade before somebody, like, tasered me for sure. But, uh, it would have been some like American gladiator skills needed to like climb the <laughs> fucking wall in front of them. <laughs> so, uh, 
Uh, just real quick on the set list, because everybody was harping on the festival set list for so long. At this point, we kind of beat yeah. it to death, but it was it was great, and I went into it expecting that, you know, so I was totally fine with it. Uh, it was only a little little tainted by, like, the Mexico show that they played the Tuesday before. It was a longer set, and they played, like, really cool shit. Did you hear about any of that, where they played, like, just sprinkled in yeah, a few more rarities and stuff. They did like a whole three imaginary boys encore at the end where they did like grinding halt, like jumping someone else's train into grinding halt and stuff like that. Would that would be way better. Yeah. You should have gone to the Mexico one. Really <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. yeah. I'll tell KC next time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> next time you get a severance package, you want to. I want to go to Mexico. Can I go to Mexico? But uh, the set list, like I said, I had been so mentally prepared for it. At this point, this fucking set list has been talked about so much that it's like kind of infamous in its own it's way. Really that dope. I feel yeah. like I needed to see this damn thing. So, uh, and actually, like, even though I'm sure there's not much Wilco Jeff Tweedy crossover with Cure fans, but I recently heard a really good quote from him when he was talking about people bitching about his set list if they don't change enough and stuff and he said uh people aren't sick of seeing the same set list people are sick of reading the same set list from their computer <laughs> at home when they're totally. sitting there and he totally hit it because it's like people like me sit there going like oh shit same show man what the fuck you know and i'm like pulling it up the night of or whatever and it was like if you're at the fucking show that set you can't deny it i mean that's like right. was 90 percent probably the cure playlist somebody would make or a mix for somebody it was so many like classic cure songs and like even deep enough cut singles i mean like play for today and shit it's great that they have that in there you know i mean it's just like like if you're saying if like you came over to like someone's house and they're like i'm a big cure fan i'm just gonna put like all the cure records on shuffle yeah i mean kind of like going to your house yeah (laughs) like whichever night Um, (laughs) it's it's like you're not gonna be mad at any of them really there wasn't a dud in the whole batch you know i mean to the point where you can't even go pissed to like you know come is that their encore are you just are you describing the encore oh yeah maybe i guess but even like but i mean even (laughs) trying to knock like close to me i mean that's a great song or why can't i be you maybe but that's like one song out of like 25 26 songs or something but even that it's a single i mean obviously a cure fan isn't gonna be shocked that they're still playing why can't i be you i mean it's like a pretty staple of a song you know so they're gonna play what they're gonna play and if you see it you did yeah especially at this point in their fucking career i mean it's totally one of those (laughs) yeah you can't fucking knock them for playing anything i mean it's amazing that they don't just play more of the actual greatest hits albums start to finish i mean the fact that they do this it's only rare because they never have stuck to the same set list you know so it's only cure fans being spoiled really i mean the only yeah, it people, is. I feel like you like you nailed it with being spoiled. Yeah, like it's... that's the encore. It's just like that's a spoilage. I mean, and technically like... they should only play like an hour and a half. Yeah, that's like what a normal band would play. They'd come out and play an hour and a half of fucking hits, and that's it. You know, a bunch but, of uh... spoiled Miller Lite written. <laughs> I do babies. feel like the only people that do have a legitimate gripe with the set list were the ones <laughs> that went to like numerous festival shows. You know, because then if you are fucking flying around, like, because you wouldn't have known that. You know, you would have bought the tickets in advance thinking they would have shuffled it up more you know like so i get that a bit where you're just like ah shit now i gotta fucking fly to belgium and see the exact same show (laughs) you know but at the same time you don't have to do it you know so it's like just be happy so 
Anyway, I'm glad you got to dabble in that circle, man. Yeah, it was a very brief, planet. but the, yeah, the platinum thing. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the ultimate question. Casey was like, "So, what do you think? Was it worth it?" And I was like, "Yes and no," in the sense that I mean, obviously, like I said, the ultimate gesture from Casey made it worth it, no matter what, to me. So just the fact that she did that was like so sweet and awesome, you know. And it was like. But I mean, I initially was like thinking I have to eat all the food. I have to drink all the drinks to get like my my dollar value worth. You know, I have to embrace this royal treatment. I was like, no. The- and so everyone knows uh-huh. Gavin travels like a fucking slightly classy hobo. I've known this. <laughs> I've known this my whole fucking life. And we've gone on like trips and like shit together and i'm like you have one bag and he's like yo <laughs> and it's not even a backpack it's like a satchel yeah you gotta stuff it and in like, that's how my boy travels like and it's less <laughs> shit that i can lose he's everywhere. a fucking hobo like he, <laughs> I try to... he's a literate illiterate hobo <laughs> thank you man that's the sweetest thing you've ever said <laughs> Love you, man. <laughs> yeah. Respect. Yeah, yeah, it was. You know, you gotta travel light so you can move fast and shit. You know, you, <laughs> you gotta can't be carting a bunch of goddamn swag bags and blankets around <laughs> with me and shit. <laughs> bunch of thermoses. So this podcast, bunch of Austin City keep... Limits thermoses. So, but yeah, the, this the, boy's journey, man. The the royal treatment. I would say probably technically not worth it, but all the value came in, like you were saying, that blocked off viewing area as much as i felt like a total douche and i was cheating you know it was fucking awesome like not you look at that festival crowd of people just crammed yeah. in there i was just like Ugh. festivals and, are garbage and i'm just not a festival dude so if you're young mm. you know i could do it and i did do it in the past but i'm fuck that you know just like you know and i, I wouldn't make this a regular thing or try to make it by any means, but it was like a great one time magical moment of like make a wish kid. Foundation. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I felt <laughs> like, you know, like, maybe oh it goes back to the I'm dying thing maybe, but I was just like, well, this is it. This will be my, my final request or something. <laughs> so in that regards, being that close, totally worth every fucking cent. And which is dumb. Sure. Cause I should have known that from the start. It's like any value of this is going to be all cure related. It's not going to be a, the Mediterranean platter that I got to eat off of or whatever, you know, it's just like, so, yeah. So I think, you know, I tried to soak it up for, for everyone that wasn't there and stuff as much as possible. And as cheesy as that sounds, I think it would have been a lot more fun, especially having Casey there with me to like so much good people watching and stuff like that. And just having, or the fucking bad boys. You just, I know having I'm you right and Chaz here. there, I'm that would have been magical. I just kept thinking of that the whole time. I like how fun that would be if like all our buds were just kind of even the, you know, semi regulars that we've met from this show. If we, you know, definitely on this 2020 tour thing when this happens and it's like an actual show. I'm down. If it's not a festival, like, bad boys down let's do it man because that'll be so much fun you know and i think we would all totally enjoy it on every level you could do whatever you want to do with that you know you can pay for the expensive Shit, seat you know what i'm gonna do with that i'm just gonna go around and apologize to everyone <laughs> the, the apology tour for uh holy hour apology world tour. i'm sorry i just walk around just like i'm sorry i'm that one thing you I'd said was really hurtful, man. <laughs> I know. 
Chuck. Right up. The Holy Hour Apology <laughs> Tour. It's like the Cure's <laughs> not even touring. We're just going around That's what's to up. city to city to uh, apologize on a public platform <laughs> for all our bullshit. <laughs> Donald in particular. <laughs> I'm going to leave Dude, Donald is... on stage now. He's going to oh. he feel free to throw anything at him. Or um, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's dope, dude. That's what's up. It was great, though. In kick collision. The golf carts were pretty fucking rad, too. I should have taken advantage <laughs> of those more. I should, that would have been good. They were great. I got out of the whole thing in like 15 minutes. That was like the clusterfuck of like 75,000 people trying to get out like two exits. And I was like, um, yeah, could the golf cart please drop me off at the east entrance? <laughs> and then it's like crawled out yeah, like, like a, a hole in the fence. I was like, later, you're like, <laughs> you're like, slow down. You're spilling my gin and tonic. Yeah, like, <laughs> Kid driving the golf cart was like, oh, the cure? They're pretty good, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. You're just like, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Don't talk to me. I'm a like, platinum yo, I'm live guest. streaming. Stop. I'm a platinum guest. But um, <laughs> so yeah, I kept thinking of Isabel's comment from Portugal when she went to the Paris show though, and she said all she wanted was a beer after the show. It was like, just like yeah. after I'd been drinking fairly steadily, but then I stopped, you know, like five hours into the cure or whatever. But like, so responsible. I was just like, oh, I can't wait to get back to the goddamn hotel and chug like the three beers I have there and record a. a of thoughts that I will never use. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so it all worked out good. Flight home, the only thing noteworthy, I won't go into flight, but um, did have two things real quick if we can conclude there. Saw Reeves in the airport. Saw him walking towards me. I was wearing my Cure t-shirt. I thought for sure that would catch his eye. I looked him dead in the eye. He kept looking. You're like, huh? Kept looking huh? straight ahead. I was like, fucking Reeves, Reeves. He looked so tired and so exhausted. I kind of tried to look at him to give him a nod. Like, fuck yeah. I wasn't going to bother him or, you know, maybe a handshake if he smiled or something. But, uh. Hey, this is Gab from the Holy Hour Podcast, Reeves. I know you just played a fucking festival and you're 70, man. I just. What's well, your thoughts on the new album? <laughs> it's like, fuck off. <laughs> But uh, he was walking by himself. He had a slight limp, though. So all those people out there giving him shit about moving around on stage too much. Uh, you know, be, be kind to the dude. I don't think he gets around too easy. I felt bad. I wanted to offer to carry his bags for him or something. But I thought that would have creeped him out more than asking for a photo. Or... <laughs> He'd be like, yeah, no, it seemed like he was just like totally by himself. Somebody else saw Robert in uh and the part where you have to take your shoes off, she said he had to take his shoes off, even like everybody else. I was and like, it took him like a bunch of minutes because they were like <laughs> giant high tops. Yeah, he's he's like, like, this is going to be a minute. I was like, man, I would have bought a plat- platinum <laughs> pass just to watch him take his shoes on and off. That's like part of the fucking Robert <laughs> m- mystique there. I was just like, holy shit, you got to watch him put his shoes on and off? That's, that's like fucking glimpse behind that, the curtain there. That's awesome. That'd be dope if that's what his career devolved into. All right, here I go again. Like his, <laughs> making money, he's like, you want to watch me take my high tops on and off? <laughs> Ten bucks, do it again. My kid, my kid wants to see you do it. <laughs> do it for my kid. Who's this? No, watch this. It's going to be fucking funny. <laughs> do it better. Do it, do it again. <laughs> do it again. <laughs> My kid didn't like it. And I had one very last dorky moment on top of this all, and I'll let you good people and you, Donald, 
finally let me stop talking to you. Um, my friend Eric, who's been on the show, he's a bandmate, a uh, good guy. He told me, we were talking about him earlier, he travels a lot, around a lot. And he was like, best takeoff song on an airplane is Plane Song because he matched the chimes to the fucking lift off. And I was like, whoa, shit, I can't believe I've never done that. I was like, being an old fart, I was like, aren't you like not supposed to have like electronic devices on when the, he's like, fucking airport mode, you idiot, or whatever. I was like, oh, okay. So, so this time I tried it on the first three of four and failed miserably. I couldn't match it up. I was like, ah, oh, fuck, ah, oh, fuck. Oh, well, shit. I was just, Keep listening to disintegration for the five billionth time. But the very last flight, it was fucking creepy and magical. So here's what happened. I got it. They were sitting on the runway forever. And then finally, it was like a slow buildup. So I started the chimes. Like ding, 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 and fucking bam, right as the plane took off, the keyboards it's kicked happening. in. I nailed it. I was like, sweet. And then it kept going higher. And as soon as we burst through the first round of clouds, the fucking bass line kicked in. <clears throat> and I was like, holy shit. And I shit you not. The final finale, I got up a little higher and lightning struck. Not the plane, but... I could see lightning flash out the window the exact moment Robert started singing. And I was like, this Holy is, shit. I was like, well, <laughs> of course my mind was like, this is it. This is a perfect ending. Clearly this plane is going to crash yeah, now and I'm going to fucking, gonna drop. I'm going to fucking <laughs> die. This is it. And I was totally fine with it. I'd <laughs> given up on ever seeing my wife again. I was like, this is how it all ends. And this is, this is cool. And the plane's going down. You're like, perfect. Yeah. This is so perfect. Great. <laughs> but of course, it was like Pink Floyd and the Wizard of Oz or some shit. It was just matched up so perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was just like, great, I'm still alive. Okay. So, but it's tough, that was my man. ultimate cure finale. I tried to match up Edge of the Deep Green Sea for the landing, and it didn't work so good. But it was a... But, um, yeah, so. Of course you did. Yeah, I was like going for more. Always going for that extra hit. <laughs> Sheesh. But, uh... That was my platinum experience. Uh, Damn boy, like you, you're platinum right now, man. I don't know. I definitely you still. You still feel platinum to me. Oh, thanks, man. I don't know. I don't think I ever really felt like I fit in, and it didn't didn't work. I was worthy, not. but uh, it was you and your hobo bag. Like, like you're not allowed to drink that. <laughs> I was like, oh, I just kept waiting for somebody to yell at me for grabbing something. You know what I mean? Like when everyone's giving you shit constantly, like you. Figure that am I allowed? That moment is gonna happen where I reach for the one thing that I'm not allowed to grab, you know? And somebody's just like, "What are you fucking crazy? You can't touch that." And I was like, "You're <laughs> fucking platinum, you piece of shit." Yeah, like, God, come on, you're not double platinum. <laughs> but I guess we'll let you go unless you have any questions. Now I'll let you. Uh... <laughs> that was a mournful. Damn, Damn. that was a good how. Bad boys out. Talk hard. All right, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks so much, Donald, for letting me rehash all the details to you. You're a good man. I'll buy you a drink next time we're hanging out. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks out there. We'll catch you next time. Lots of great episodes on the horizon. Talk. Chill, y'all. Talk, talk, talk. Talk. Oh. 
you can subscribe to the Holy Hour podcast on iTunes and YouTube so you never miss an episode. So go ahead and do that and uh, check out the Facebook page where we have extra tidbits for each episode. We won't flood you with a bunch of stuff, just little extras for the episode like uh, pictures or video clips from my time in Austin. And uh, don't forget the Instagram account, the Holy Hour podcast. Find us over there. Um, that's where you'll be really be in the loop and catch all upcoming scoop on what's on the horizon and uh, what you can contribute to as well. And if you do want to contribute anything, just email me directly at gavinconnor at gmail.com. If you have any questions you'd like us to hash out some cure topic that's been on your mind, um, send it our way. We love that stuff. So uh, once again, special thanks to Donald and uh, special thanks to you guys for listening to my long-winded version of what happened in Austin and an extra super special thanks to my wife, Casey. Thanks so much for hooking this dude up. Love ya. Till next time. Yeah.